Founded in 1999 by Jason Burks, Retrospect Films is Oklahoma's largest turnkey production company of its kind. With over two decades of experience, a full-time team of over 20 talented individuals, a 12,000 square foot studio to create in, and thousands of successfully completed projects in both entertainment and advertising. You're in the right place if you like hearing some good old filmmaking stories. On this podcast, we will discuss the pursuit of creating things and the problems we solve by digging up projects from across the last 20 years and giving you a glimpse behind the scenes where the magic happens. You're listening to Retrospect Films from the Archives. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Retrospect from the Archives. I am Jason. I am joined here by Jacob Hightower and Jessica Hightower. It's like a little, like a little family, little family uh, get podcast, a little yeah. get together. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm sitting in between you guys, but you hey, can okay. hear. You don't, right now you don't yeah. exist, man. It's just me and yeah, her. Just you and her. Yeah. I wish that we had a bowl of spaghetti right here. <laughs> And you oh, guys get yeah. one single, like one noodle in between Lady the two of you. Trail. And I'll just be like back here like, oh. <laughs> this is awkward. Yeah, this is awkward. <laughs> um, no, so anyways, back to my uh, canned intro. Uh, Retrospect Films <laughs> from the Archives, our podcast where we talk about problems we've solved, things we've created, the way we've done it. And we're usually doing this by digging up old projects and dissecting them. So this has been really fun. We're like, I don't even know how many episodes in we are, but it's definitely like... Coming in on two dozen, maybe, yeah. which is which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, today, we are in our second uh, podcast about White Invitation. So you may have watched an earlier one about this. White Invitation is a film that we just finished, and we are about ninety nine point six percent done at this point. So I think I have one last edit session to tweak some things and. We'll send it to sound and start submitting to film festivals. But uh, on the last episode, if you didn't watch it, you should. But we talked about the creative development. The creative development on this project was very extensive. Uh, for us, you know, funding a film is quite a endeavor because you're just burning cash and you better be burning cash for a reason. Um, you know, for us, it's to sharpen our own skills, but also to put this thing in some festivals and hopefully win some things. And, you know, I believe that every good video starts with a great script. It has to. Uh, all Most of the problems. Problems can be solved on paper before you get on set. And so we were, you know, after developing this, uh, coming up with all the creative, all that jazz, it gets time for production. So on this one, Jessica actually, and it was kind of, I wouldn't say like last minute, but a little bit, like a little bit, it was like, yeah, Brandon's busy. Yes. He's working on a lot of projects that we're doing right now for clients. Right. And it just was like, Jessica, you know, and you've been emerging mm -hmm. over the last mm -hmm. year and a half producing, which has yep. been incredible mm -hmm. um, and, and worth noting. Uh, you know, I, th I don't know if it was me. Maybe it was me. I was like, hey, Jess. Yeah. Or was it, was, it Brandon? It was also Taylor, too. She put a script on my desk and she said there was a note on this and it said, please produce this. <laughs> <laughs> and so I found it on a Monday and I was like, OK, I got you. And then after that, you were like, yes, just step in and uh, get it done. You can so, do this. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, why don't we talk a little bit about the producing first and then and then we can dig into some of the uh, the camera and I mean, all of the gear and the execution and all that stuff and chime you in, Jacob. But yeah. so, Jess, why don't you talk to me a little bit about, I don't know, the uniqueness of producing a short film 
and what how that's different, maybe dynamics with myself or with Taylor or anybody mm-hmm. that's involved in it. Um, talk a little bit about producing White Invitation. Mm-hmm. There were a few different locations um, that were very odd, very different. So we needed an apartment that wasn't the best looking apartment, but in Tulsa, there's a lot of great apartments or there's apartments that you just, you can't film in. So Mm -hmm. it was really a struggle to find a shack looking apartment type kind of rundown because the character is down on her luck. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, I had a contact with a shoot that we had done before and she was like, well, we have a shack in the back of our Airbnb. And I was like, can I take a look at it? So Taylor and I went over there to look at it. And Taylor was like, this is perfect. And just seeing like the art direction that Maddie did later, it made it even better. But then we had scenes that were a doctor's office and we needed to go to city hall. And I had to try to get that done in like a week, which mm-hmm. thank you, Roger. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that was fun. But then we also had uh, to film at Tulsa Tech, too, which make it look like a nursing home. There were a lot of different locations that we had to lock down. And I think I had like three weeks to try Mm -hmm. to lock them down and get everything done. But also casting was a big, big thing with the pre-production of this. So I was the mom in it. So I was acting and producing. And then he was the dad in this film. Mm -hmm. But we also had two little kids that were our children. And that was a struggle to find someone that had the innocence of uh, the character Allie, but also could look like Taylor and look like as if she was younger, you know, her younger self. Mm -hmm. And then we had to find a younger brother for her that was cute, that kind of looked like us, you know, that could be like this in the pond and you know it because it's a it's a thriller you don't know what's going to happen so we had to have those kids act a lot but I don't know we were expecting a lot from them so it was it was a lot to produce I mean and just the crew alone like making sure that we were taken care of every day and mm-hmm. it was my first um my first time to be AD assistant director mm-hmm. too how would you say how would you compare it because I like I'll probably do the same after you, but I feel like Mm. there's just something very different about like, there's this weird thing. Like, I feel like when you're getting paid to produce something, you are trying to make that person happy. Mm -hmm. But when there is no client, you feel like what you're creating is kind of like for the sake of the company that you care about. Yes. And it's, so it's a different type of pressure, but how, right. talk to me about that. Uh, it's a different type of pressure for sure. Um, it, we are producing it for ourselves, but we're putting it out there for the world. So it's not just a client is giving us creative. I mean, we had the creative development department, you know, so whenever I needed to make a decision, I would check with Taylor and Devin, you know, they wrote the script and then I would check with you. And so there was a lot of back and forth on like, what was really perfect for this. And I think that put a lot of pressure on it because we wanted to make it the best it could be Mm -hmm. not just, and we we do that for our clients, but I think there was an added pressure of just make it perfect because we're not going to shoot this again. Like Mm -hmm. this is our one time, especially like some of the scenes, like we had that day to do it like city hall. mm -mm. 
we weren't going back. We, we had to make it perfect. And we mm. did a really good job at that. And we only had four days, five days I think to it, shoot. I think. I think I, it was I like think. four days. Then it was like five days. Then it was like six days. And it was like six and a half days. Yes. Seven days. <laughs> but to shoot all of that. So I created a schedule and we had to stay on yeah. that schedule. And that was a, another special act that we had to do because you you want to get everything. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure you get everything. And I'm over there with <laughs> with the clipboard like, Jason, it's time to go. We have to go. But that it's that added pressure of you just want to make sure you get everything, you have enough time, and you make it perfect. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jacob, I'd like to get some of your feelings. You know, I think I think at first I was thinking about camera, but really I think it's almost more interesting talking about your role in the acting side of it. Yeah. Because, And I will say, not to like, I mean, I think we had a lot of great acting in this piece, but your scene is just so strong. Like, you Thanks. killed it. I think everyone was a little scared of you yeah, <laughs> while I... we were filming it. Jack was just excited for you to take him fishing. Susan, I am going for this today. Huh? You promised. Mm! I didn't promise you shit! Okay, if he wants to go fishing, you take him fishing! Uh, which was great. Like it's like I love that scene. Like when I watched that scene, in fact, the last edit session I sat in, I was like, no, do not clip that shot off. Like yeah. drag that shot out. I want to stay on him. Yeah. I want to see him breathing. I want to see his emotion. I want to hold that out. But t- talk to me just a little bit about that. I know acting has been something you've been doing for a long time. You take it serious. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just give me your feelings on that on that character even before this project started and then through the shooting. Yeah. When I when I first heard about this project coming up, um, you know, I was just in the back of my head. I'm like, oh, come on. I hope I get a role. I hope I get a role. I mean, I, I, you know, it's not one of those things to where it's like, I expect the role given to me. I, I will earn the role, whatever it is. You know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go the extra steps and, you know, prove that, um, I'm the, I'm the man for the job. So after we established that I was going to play the father, Bill, um, I kind of, you know, we did that little test run in the uh, upstairs room. Mm -hmm. You and Taylor had, it was kind of a a little audition, honestly. Yeah, it was a casting call. Yeah, it was a casting call. So, I mean, I had to, I had to jump through, you know, all those hoops that you had to go through. And, um, you know, when when it first started, so I guess rewinding to when we first started the project, I actually, um, I decided most of the time I'm first AC. I'm, I'm yeah. constantly building camera. I'm constantly getting all that stuff ready for the shoot. And what I decided to do to not sacrifice or to sacrifice for my role is I, I tagged Mark in and mm-hmm. I, I, I truly appreciate Mark stepping in and, and being the guy for that job. But he was first AC and I put all of that weight on him to get everything built for you and ready mm-hmm. to go. I might've helped him just a little bit, but most of all, I wanted to step back and do some art directing with Maddie, which yep. she did all the heavy or she did all the art directing. I did. I did heavy lifting. Heavy lifting. That's pretty much what <laughs> yeah. I did. Building and heavy lifting. Um, she's she's amazing at what she does. And so I decided to go art director first to separate myself from the shoot a little bit because I knew I had to step into this role and I wanted to be fresh. I wanted to have a, just a fresh mind going into it. And then we did the. Um, the day of shooting with my character. And I will admit, I went, I went a little method. I, I did. I think, 
I think I, I went, I went pretty far into where, um, we were actually having an external argument, but it was more or less it was because of our two characters. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't get out of character, and I don't think she would either. And so we were having we were butting heads that day. We don't ever butt heads. No, and it was a little confusing for me. <laughs> yeah, so I was I was you know it it I was kind of I was I was being a jerk. I, I really was. I was like I was standoffish. I was being really quiet. Um, you know, and those are just some of the things that. And I was doing that um, to intimidate the kids as well. Mm-hmm. A little bit of, you know, I don't want to come over there and be buddy-buddy with them when you they have to be scared of me. Right. And yeah. so there was a lot of, like, I was kind of being authoritative to them. And, like, um, you know, the little kid, I was, I just kept, like, hey, we're going to straighten up here, all right? And he would be like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, it's working. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I take... I take a lot of pride in, uh, in, in roles that I would get. And I just try to give everything I have in, in that moment in time, because that's, that's all we can do, you know, like that's, that's just what we got. So talk, talk to me, you know, one thing that I was really, I thought you did a really good job at, which I think you sort of embodied what was in my imagination, but I still struggled to uh, define it was this kind of belligerent withheld, not overdosed, but drugged up a bit. Uh, voice. Yeah. And that's something it's fun. I don't know if you've watched your scene. It's in its final form now, okay. but it's, uh, it's, it's to me, it's exactly like I was trying to get this like out of control, temperamental asshole for lack of better terms. Mm-hmm. But yet I wanted you to feel trapped in your ability to speak because you had been drinking too much. Right. Tell me a little bit about that, because I, I do feel like we spent a lot, not a ton of time, but a little bit of time on it. But by the time we got to filming, you know, you, you had it nailed. Yeah. Um, so that portion of it, it was it was it was it was a little tough for me because, you know, I come from a, a really good upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my parents are divorced now, but they they were together the whole time until I was, you know, in my late 20s. So. That my childhood, my upbringing, I didn't really have a place to go to for mm-hmm. like abuse or, uh, you know, like I, I had a really good upbringing. So I had to find different places. And so what I did is I just kind of analyzed what's going on in this guy's head. Why? Why does he feel this way? And a lot of it stems back to the way his father treated him. And mm-hmm. I just kind of I, I kind of tried to, you know embody that to where it's, it's, you know, it's very much, um, what do you call that? Generational. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, the reason we're making this film is about the girl's trauma. Um, but lo and behold, it's because of the dad's trauma that she has trauma. So I tried to find it from a place of that, like Mm -hmm. trying to look back and, and go, well, you know, I had a hard upbringing and, you know, I tried to find that place and, um, I'm glad I was able to, you know, somewhat find it. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, I, I, you know, I, like I said, I just try to give everything I can at that moment in time for the role that I, that I would be playing. Tell, tell me a little bit about the, the pawn scene. I mean, that was a whole nother endeavor of, you know, throwing a four or five year old into a pawn and we actually did that. Yeah, that was, uh, that was probably the most challenging shot Uh, in my head as far as like the acting side of it, 
Um, you know, I remember, I remember coming up and I'm like, Hey, if we can make sure these kids hit, hit their marks and we were like, let's just, you know, <laughs> let's pump the brakes there a little bit, you know, let's, so I had to, I had to indulge in like acting to, to air almost. So I was, there was, there was a part of me that it just, I just had to react to like nothing was happening. They, they were just looking at me and I'm like, so I have to keep throwing my lines and stuff. And then, you know, the kid, he thought it was going to be fun to go into the pond. He kept, he kept looking over. When are we going into the pond? (laughs) He was so excited. And I kept kneeling next to him and I'm like, buddy, it's, it's not going to be fun. I want you to know that because it was the end of March. So like the water was cold. It was still cold. I mean, you were neck deep in it. I was in it. You were shivering. (laughs) And I'm just thinking to myself, this is, we got one shot at this. Yep. And sure enough, we had one shot at it. one shot. So I knew that in that moment, if I didn't hear cut, I'm going full on hundred percent. I'm, like there's no holding back. I'm throwing this kid in the pond. Yeah. And it just it just worked out. I think that scene worked out perfect because mm-hmm. even though some of their reactions weren't there, the camera was in an angle that you don't have to see their reactions. Yeah. You see you see me reacting to them. Right. And uh yeah, when I didn't hear cut and we were in that scene, I just picked them up and I probably chunked them about six feet out into the water and Again, you know, not hearing cut, I just continued to yeah. to play through the role or to play through the scene. And then uh, I remember I stumbled back and I fell backwards because I was supposed to see him in the water. Yeah. And I fell backwards and I just, I just, I don't know there. I didn't look what was behind me, but I fell in a big mud pile and it looked <laughs> real because it was real. I woke up the next morning going, what happened to me? Yeah. Um, but that scene was awesome. I live for those kinds of moments yeah. when, when acting because it, it feels so real. Yeah. And uh, I think that's how you really pull it off is it's got to feel real. It's yeah. got to be real. Yeah, that little scene, uh, you know, I think some of my favorite scenes are ones that you were in. But when we had little Aspen in the truck crying and looking at you. And, uh, oh my gosh, I mean, props to that little girl. She did amazing. I mean, just unbelievable. Like, uh, yeah. And looking like Taylor at a young age, like again, casting was, was fantastic on that. Could not have asked for a better cast. I mean, you know, when she came in, I was like, she looks like a little Taylor. That's great. But I wonder if she can be good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she listened. And when I auditioned with her, you know, I think you were in there with uh me. Yeah. And, and I was like, you know, we, we, we juggled because we had a lot of good little girl actors come in, little actresses come in. But I was just like, you're dealing with this fine thing where it's like the audience, if, if, if the little girl doesn't look anything like Taylor, it doesn't doesn't even matter how good they're acting because oh, yeah. the audience isn't listening because yep. they're like, who is that? You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but we kind of got the best of both worlds. But uh, well, that's awesome. I, I'd, I'd summarize some of my thoughts on the production. Then we'll wrap up this episode on this. Um, you know, obviously, this was a project I was directing. And, uh, you know, I will say that it's a, you know, I don't have a ton of narrative experience. I mean, I've probably directed, I don't know, six, seven short films, probably 1500 commercials, which is a lot of commercials. It's a lot of actors and I've had cameras in my hands my whole life, but it's different when you're telling a story that, you know, it's uh storytelling 
to capture authentic emotion that people see and connect with because it resonates with something that they experience in their life. Mm -hmm. If it's not done right, then it just straight up doesn't work. And we all know films where it just feels off or where it doesn't feel right. And for me, you know, also funding this film, uh, I'm going, I want this to be great. You know, I'm, I think everything I do, I'm asking myself, am I paving the way for the next five years of where this company goes? And I think we'd all love to do some film, you know, more things in that storytelling space. Um, you know, and, and so you can't, you can't pave the way for the next big project if you don't do a great job on the current project. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this was a, this was a very in-depth, uh, undertaking. Um, you know, for me being a perfectionist is a part of who I am, but, but beyond that, I, I can't always assume that my perfectionism is even on par with what, what, the story needs because maybe I don't know. And so I was digging very deep in every single scene on how it would be shot, what reactions would be seen, how the deliver would be delivered. Um, did I get all the little pieces to tell the story, right? We shot a lot of it handheld. I was shooting it myself. That, that for me has always kind of helped me connect because I know if the take is there and if, if it's a hard script and I, and I need to feel it, as it occurs so I can direct it properly. Like having that camera in my hands is a way that I do that. It's actually very hard for me sometimes to be on a monitor because I don't, I don't know. I don't feel as connected, which is weird and annoying because cameras are heavy and I hope someday I can sit on a monitor, but I'm just not that director. I'm like the guy who's always also shooting it. Um, but overall this project, man, the production side, which is what we've been summarizing, just couldn't be happier. Just couldn't be. I think Jessica did an absolutely incredible job. The producing was, was incredible. The talent that we hired was so good. The locations were outstanding. Um, I felt really excited about the lighting. We did a lot of really weird, unique things with the lighting that made it, uh, you know, come together in a cool way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now we're in the editing and we're getting close to completion. But I think this is something that all of us can be really, really super proud of, I would say. Yeah, I want to I want to give a shout out to the whole team because yeah. uh, everybody here at Retro had had a hand on this at some point, sometime. Yeah. We're all passionate. Um, you know, we all we all have each other's backs. And without that, we wouldn't have something like this. So yeah. I just wanted to give a shout out to our whole team mm -hmm. there. So. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Mm -hmm. I mean, we we probably had at, at some point at any point, almost 70, 80 percent of the people that work here. Yes. Yeah. We're on set doing something. Yep. And, um, you know, I've heard people say I'm probably going to get it all wrong. But they say, like, to be a writer you need a, you need a typewriter, a pencil. And then they say like, to be an artist, you need a paintbrush, uh, to be a filmmaker, you need an army. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. it's true. That, it's like, yeah. and it's, it's like, it's interesting. Cause people will parallel those things. You're like, oh yeah, like he's a writer or he's an artist or, uh, he's a musician he's a filmmaker and it's like, and that's, I'm not trying to, good. I'm, I'm not I'm trying to say that. that, that we're cooler than everyone else, but I'm just saying, yeah, like it, you don't get to just go buy a guitar and learn how to use it. If you want to make a film, like you have to right. assemble 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 people, and they yeah. have to all be in alignment. 
And um, that's one of the most special things about filmmaking is is pulling that team together mm-hmm. and 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 unifying. And so, so yeah, absolutely, props to everybody here. So, yeah. I'm sure we're going to talk more about post pro and all that jazz. But that's all we have today for this episode of From the Archives. Uh, appreciate you guys joining us. If you're interested in watching other episodes, we've got a whole slew of them on our website, retrospectfilms.com. And I hope that you tune in in the future. We'll keep releasing these things, digging through projects, uh, the problems that we solve, and all the cool stuff that we get to create here at Retrospect Films. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. Later. Later.